You're listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer with Gina Militia, one of Australia's leading portrait celebrity and lifestyle photographers. With over 25 years' experience in the industry, Gina is a pro photographer who regularly travels the world shooting for some of the country's top magazines and advertisers. She is author of four best-selling books on photography, runs workshops and mentors aspiring photographers all around the world. In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 149 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. My name's Valerie Koo and I'm here with Gina Militia. How are you, Gina? I'm great, yoga beach babe, macrame finger painting, Valerie Koo. How are you going? Good, but the yoga beach babe thing is probably not very accurate these days, especially since it's winter. Do you want to, do we need to think of something for a winter uh, version of, uh, how about hot yoga Bikram? Bikram yoga. I would rather babe. die than go to Bikram. Oh, you love a bit of Bikram. I've taken no, you. I've I never know. seen anyone happier in their life <laughs> to be doing Bikram than that day that I took you. <laughs> no. <laughs> you wanted to kill me. <laughs> Which is sadly the reaction everyone has given that is that I've taken to Bikram yoga. No one yeah. likes it. No, because yeah. it's crap. It's not crap. It's fantastic. It's, crap. No, it's, it's beautiful, not. especially on a day like this. But this is not a yoga podcast. Yes, it is not. This is So You Want to Be a Photographer and uh, you're listening to Gina Militia and Valerie Koo and we are going to talk about photography. And, yes. in fact, one of the first things we want to talk about or that I certainly want to talk about is Gina's awesome new course, which is How to Master the Magic of Manual Mode and Get Off Auto Forever. I am personally really, really passionate about this course because I learned so much from it. And I have to say that prior to this course, yes, I shot in auto, but I did kind of shoot in aperture priority um, mm. quite a lot. And that was kind of my like my halfway mark, kind of trying to convince myself that I wasn't shooting just on auto. And by auto, I don't mean auto focus. I mean auto where your aperture, your shutter speed, your ISO and all of that is kind of all picked for you by the camera. And it's because of this course, and this is why I love it so much, that I now shoot totally on manual and I love it. Honest to God truth, I I was shooting stuff today, in fact. And, um, yeah, it was just great to to finally being able to understand and have the confidence to shoot totally in manual. Um, I still use autofocus. Well, that's cool. No, no, I'm not. I'm not suggesting anyone shoot manual focus. Why would you do that? The camera. That's the one thing I say. Go nuts because the camera actually has better eyesight than Than any of us. Definitely, than definitely me because I'm often (laughs) like out of focus. So I, even though I shoot 
uh, autofocus, everything else is manual and it is honestly because of this course. So we have already let the founding gold members in for a sneak peek into this course. And thank you for those people who have responded to us. Um, sounds like you're loving it. So I'm mm. very, very excited because as I said, I love it. And very soon it's going to be open to the public. Now, if you want to be in line for a special pre-launch offer for a price that will never be repeated, then you need to go and register your interest. And you can do that at GinaMilitia.com and then click on courses and you will find um, you will find the course there. And make sure you fill in your details in order to register your interest. Or if you want to go direct, then go to GinaMilitia.com slash manual. All right, so this particular episode is a snapshot, which is one of our mini-sodes that we drop in between our regular programming. So this uh, topic, the snapshot of this topic is how to plan a model folio shoot. Mm-hmm. So why did you pick this, Gina? Well, I got a, uh, a post uh, in uh, the So You Want to Be a pod- pod- Photographer podcast group, <laughs> or it was either the Gold Community, it was one of those, uh, from mm-hmm. Danny, uh, who is uh, doing her first uh, model folio shoot, and uh, she sent in a selection of the backgrounds, and she just wants some help in planning and getting the shots and working with particular mm. skin tones. So I thought, you know what, this would be great for everyone to hear because I know there's a lot of photographers who are also Mm. at the point where they're thinking about or about to do their first uh, model shoot. And it's not just for model shoot. It might be your first family portrait shoot. Uh, Mm. It'll it'll apply to a lot of different shoots, uh, the information that we share today. So I thought it was worth um, worth doing as a snapshot, Val. All right, fantastic. So in the show notes, which you can find at GinaMilitia.com, we have put some of the some of Danny's photos there and these are the photos of the location which is a swimming pool near where Danny usually hangs out I guess mm, mm. Um, so there's the, so basically it's a pool it looks like a pool, pool a very large a very very large pool like that would be in a resort or that would mm. be in a really big really really big apartment complex or really really big it looks really like we want to go hotel. and stay with Danny don't totally, we when we go yeah. there like it's, it's like I'm when you see these totally. photos you go so uh, where do you live and uh, okay we're coming because yes. I, I could it's... I'd take that the the deck chair uh, probably second in from the left <laughs> the umbrella over it and so you got the choice of sun or shade depending it on really how it is a nice your... pool it's in Texas Beautiful. and they're sort of like uh, it's a kind of oval shape but very large pool with a shallow end with kind of bubbling fountains at one end and it's 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 that beautiful pool color and it's surrounded by lovely furniture stylish deck chair type furniture as well as kind of like regular chairs there's some umbrellas of course like you would find near a pool but it is basically think of a classic really lovely resort pool but it's not busy with people it's in fact totally empty when she's taken these shots because i think it's not like a busy complex it looks like a condo or something remember melrose right. place yes Mel- yeah it's kind of like melrose, melrose place, place only a bit more upmarket 
But there was, oh yeah, well, but like tw- the you know, pool, they all hung around was twenty the pool, times. But, but the pool was twenty. The, the, was is much smaller in Melrose Place. This yeah. is a very large pool. No, this is an upmarket Melrose Place. You know, okay, upmarket and much larger. Houses and yeah. <laughs> What's his name? Shoe. What's that guy that we all Andrew Shoe. We had a uh, photo shoot with him. That's right on the Gold Coast. I remember that. That was that was extraordinarily extraordinary. It was like the Beatles had it arrived was because nuts. Melrose Place was in at its height of popularity, and it was like half of Australia had turned out to. Um, to, to, to see Andrew Shu and we had been scheduled to photograph him and he had he he went through the town with police escort in his limo. It was extraordinary. It really was like the Beatles had arrived. And um we 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 interviewed and photographed him and then rushed to get our plane and our plane was delayed and it turned out it was being delayed so that it could wait for Andrew Shu and then he sat in the seat in front of us. <laughs> Funny, Do you huh? remember that? Mm. Yes. <laughs> he thought he got away from us, but there we were. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. So, yeah, that's that was a trip down memory lane, but, it, mm. yes, all right. Um, so where do we start, Gina, on how do you plan a model shoot? Because Danny is going to photograph a young black male model with muscle de- definition and – he wants some tropical shots done in addition to some moody shots. So the tropical ones were the ones that Danny was thinking to go near this pool. And it does look mm. kind of tropical because there's like these – they're not quite palm trees but they're pool-looking trees in the background. Yeah, and she's also saying that um, she's thinking of doing some like Texas blazing hot and sunny. So she's trying mm. to work out how to shoot that. Where would be the best places? And mm. then she wants to know the best way to get definition in his muscles and to get his face in the bright sun. And wants to know whether a reflector and a scrim would work well and um, how to use uh, the area. So she's given us some a selection of photos which you've described very well of the area so basically uh what i would do danny for this type of shoot is the first thing you need to do is uh make a shot list so this is uh i think where where you live so you're there every day so you've got a really good idea of what time the sun is where you know where it's at and uh when where you've got shade and where you've got like sun so you can plan your shots what you want to do for a model's uh folio shoot is make a list of the shot you need now traditionally when you're doing a model's folio you want to show them off in uh, the best light in in several different ways. You want to get a good headshot. You want to get a good three-quarter shot. You definitely need a good body shot that shows off exactly what their body looks like. So that's where you'd want to show off his muscle definition. And then Mm. you want to throw in a casual shot. Uh, You could also add to the mix a suit shot if you like. So that's generally a a traditional uh, model portfolio shoot. So I would list those. Uh, in when you're writing out the list, what you want to do is maybe you can rule it up into columns and um, 
have one column that has the different shot, then the next column you might want to uh, list the type of outfit that, that they need to wear. So for the headshot, you want to go with maybe a neutral uh, colored, uh, like a simple T-shirt or a uh, shirt and something that fits well. Uh, there's lots of podcasts that we cover this in great detail, but list the clothing in the next column. And then you might want to have a third column where you might want to include any props that might be necessary. So like, say you were doing a uh, swimwear shot, you might want to include something like um, goggles or flippers mm. or, or stuff like that, or a towel uh, mm. in their hand to add to the shot or a shirt that might be, uh, or sunglasses that might be as the prop. So include all of those. So you've got those. And then as you go through every shot, you can tick them, tick them off. The next thing I do is walk around to each location and suss out the lighting. So check out what the lighting's doing so that you know that when you get to this location and time each shot. So so typically I would allow uh, 20 minutes to actually do the shot and 10 minutes in between to get from one location to the next. This is a perfect location because you can move from – uh, different location very quickly. So you've got yes. lots of different areas that are within two to three minutes and that's your ideal mm. sort of setup for a, for a model shoot. Um, yes. The next suggestion is to keep everything simple. So you, when you're thinking tropical, the, the, the thinking when you haven't done a lot of these is you need to over explain your background so that people understand that this is a tropical location. So you might want to, um, uh, want to go really wide, include all the deck chairs, include all the umbrellas and include the entire pool to, 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 as it, that's your, um, uh, your visual cues to say, I'm in a tropical location, but it's not necessarily the case. You can keep it really simple and just having a, a slither of blue in the background, a little yeah. bit of blue sky, uh, a palm tree, the edge of a deck chair or the edge of an umbrella is enough of a visual cue to suggest tropical. So, so don't feel mm. like you have to include everything because that can be overwhelming and suddenly your model isn't the hero of the shot. So every single shot, I want you to look through the viewfinder and the first thing you need to think about is who is the hero of the shot and if it's not the model then you need to rethink the positioning and where you're putting what you're putting in your background and make sure that that model is there is no question that's the hero the rest is just the supporting cast so mm. you can work with ways to um, throw the background out of focus so you might be wanting to shoot wide open uh, on a long lens or a fast lens so you blur the background out of focus but there will still be enough of an in indication in the background that you've got that sense of tropical so you've got blue water or turquoise water, little bits of umbrella, out of focus uh, deck chairs and things like that, that's going to be enough to say tropical. Gina, do you think that even if it was just the blue, because the blue of that pool is that beautiful light blue colour yeah. that is really gorgeous, how about like no deck chair or anything, just, yeah. just yeah, the just model in the blue? So this is what I do. Too. If I had a uh, a male model that was uh, fit and healthy looking, I I would probably have him in um, uh, bathers, uh, like uh, swimmers, togs. What like how many different words can we use? We say bathers <laughs> here in Melbourne. What you guys you say togs. Cozy. What do you cozy? cozy. 
yeah. swimmers, bathers. Uh, I've um, got three, they call other, it in North three America? other terms that are not appropriate. Budgie smugglers. <laughs> Budgie smugglers. I've got some other ones as well that I won't. Uh, what do they call them in uh, swimmers, togs? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> let us know on social media, ping yeah, us and let us know call, if, if you, yeah. in your country, if you call it something else, then let us know what you call the thing that you put on when you go into the swimming pool or the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> what do you wear when you go swimming? Yes. Uh, shorts. Uh, you, you can go for a retro. You can change the whole vibe of the shoot just by the style of um, oh, yeah. swimming costume that they're that wearing. So, so they true. Could, you could have a 1940s vibe. Yep. You could have a sportier vibe. You could have a like a more Hawaiian beach and boy retro vibe. retro is so classy yeah. compared to budgie yeah. smugglers. So yeah. do yeah. a retro version. Hopefully he's got a retro version, you know, the kind Errol Flynn would have worn or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, yeah, as Gina said, do the Hawaiian kind of version where they're yeah. like board shorts. Oh, yeah, great. Yeah. Should do so a couple ma- of different yeah. kinds. Yeah, so what I would do, like uh, a great – is just come in very, very tight, get him mm. in the water, get him to just come out of the water and just have like water dripping from dripping. him and you might have a like a, a three-quarter lying in the water in the shallows torso shot mm. uh, uh, and that's enough because he's like where – it could be anywhere. He could be in the Caribbean. He could be in Hawaii. Mm. He could be in a swimming pool anywhere in the world. So like that that's enough. That to me, blue – says tropical and then you could pair that up mm. with like he could be wearing red swimmers or um you could have like uh goggles in the in the frame somewhere or or something in the background that could complement that uh as well when you're working the best uh kind of lighting for this sort of thing is you can work with the sun and use uh, a fillboard or a diffuser to actually help you with the contrast. So between um, 11 and 12 is really perfect to get, it gives you that uh, hard down lighting. So you're going to be actually uh, lighting the muscles and you'll get a highlight at the top of the muscle and then you'll get a shadow under the muscle. And that gives beautiful muscle definition, but you might find that that is a bit too contrasty. So what you can do is you can use a reflector and if you've got a dark skin tone I recommend using a silver reflector because that adds a, a nice highlight to the muscles and, and it's perfect for, for that sort of skin tone just to fill back and open up your shadows a little bit so you're controlling the contrast that's going to work well or mm. you can work with a flatter style of lighting and shoot the whole thing in open shade it's going to give you a completely different look if you want muscle definition you're going to need the contrast and the light so you can work with the sun and if you wanted to you could uh, have the sun lighting his body so you've got that definition and then add a little dook of light into his face with a um a little speed light and something like one of those gary fong style uh reflectors or a little grid spot straight into the face i find and what i've found lately i've been shooting a lot of dark skin tones lately that i've found Mm. that it's a harder the light with a dark skin tone it's very hard to control the contrast so i'd be Mm. trying to diffuse the light and you get a better um quality and look to a darker skin tone when you have a softer reflector on the flash so so that works well uh finally danny when you're exposing for the dark skin tones just know that the um i'm gonna throw out another technical term here the light meter in the camera that reads uh reflected light not actual light so it's the light reflected from the skin tone the light meter in the camera camera 
will cack itself. <laughs> when cack. That's technical. Cack. Yep. So mm. that's uh, it's a couple of spellings. It's K-A-K or C-A-K. Yeah, cack. Cack okay. itself when it or sees or C-A-C-K when it mm. sees the dark skin tone. And by cack itself, <laughs> I mean it'll take a reading and go, oh, no, it's very dark, it's dark, it's dark, it's dark, overexpose. <laughs> and so what happens yes. is if you're exposing for a dark skin tone, the camera will read that as this is a very dark area, there's not much light here, I will give you a, an exposure that's much lighter than what you need and you'll end up getting something more of a grey, uh, a lighter grey or an overexposed uh, skin tone and you'll further overexpose your background. So be aware of that and be aware and do a test or get yourself a grey card, Danny, which is a mid-grey and put that in front of the camera in the lighting mm. situation that you want to light and that's going to give you a correct skin tone reading and the camera won't cack itself. Won't so, cack itself. Won't cack itself. So there's a few suggestions for you for working with a male model in your location. You've got a perfect location there. Look for, keep it simple, basically. Use uh, use a lot of the textures. You've got walls that you can have him leaning against. You've got yeah. all those textures. Use a flow posing technique where you can start uh, have him lying down. You can have him three quarter. You can have him leaning up and over chairs. You can have him mm. uh, coming out of the water, like like using the, uh, the like ladder. Like Daniel Craig pool. did in Casino oh Royale. Get swimming mm. costumes that or whatever you call it. Like that a, yeah, and get him to wear that. And as he came out of the water <laughs> in Casino Royale, do that <laughs> shot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> It'll be a winner. It'll Trust be us. a winner for sure. Yeah. So there you go. So that's uh, that's it, Val. That's, that's awesome. Now, yeah. did you know that I did a photo shoot in Texas? Did you? What did you do in Texas, Val? When were I you took, in Texas? Uh, not that long ago. And I took um, – so I had to take these photos and they ended up being published in the Sydney Morning Herald and The Age. So I was very excited. You're kidding. Of course Not they kidding. were. Not wow. kidding. And I had to take these photos and I thought, okay, like if I take 100 photos, one of them's going to work. But after like three shots, my lens cacked itself. Your lens cacked itself. Totally but- cacked itself. The camera was made redundant and uh, it wouldn't open and shut basically, so it totally cacked itself. And but so I only obvious- had those three shots to choose from. Uh- um and and I thought that they were all right. I thought that I could have done better, which is why I wanted to take more shots. But the interesting part is that I took the shot. Um, it was like in a park, or you know, you know, it was in open shade, and um, I channeled Gina Militia in terms of trying to direct my, you know, male subject to pose. And yeah. it's it's a classic Gina Militia pose. I'm sure you'd be very proud. But Excellent. what was interesting, even though that shot itself, you know, was decent, was well composed, well, was decently composed, um, because I shot it with the cap. I, I don't. I can't remember the name of their Parliament House. It's it's the, like the the Texas equivalent of their Capitol building. It's right. their seat of government, and um, but that um, but because I had the depth of field there, it 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 wasn't meant to be really obvious that that was what was in the background because the the that was irrelevant to the story that was being published, so to speak. But 
um, so I thought that they would crop in to mm-hmm. the to the person, and because he had he had it was a classic Gina militia pose where you know you're kind of sitting like on a park bench or on a milk yeah. crate, and your legs are your knees yeah. are open and you're leaning forward with your yeah. kind of like your forearms on your thighs, yeah. and and looking up. Um, but because they wanted to, because of the way they wanted to crop it, because they ended up deciding they wanted to show the crap Capitol building, they cropped it so that his arms were cut off. Oh. Oh, my God. I was like, I thought this was like a really good shot and now you've cropped it to it. this. Yeah. <laughs> they broke your photo about How did you cope they broke in Texas? My photo. I can't really? imagine you in the heat. Were you like, did you, yeah, because I thought you wouldn't, like, you only like aircon. Uh, there's lots of aircon there, and I, I didn't really go there in the height of summer, and I really, oh, okay. really enjoyed it. Yeah, I've been to Austin, Texas, in fact, about four times. I, wow. I, I really like it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a fun, fun place to go. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> um, so yes, my that was my story of how my lens cacked it, and how the the newspaper then cacked my photo. Uh, we're going to get a lot of posts about cack in the <laughs> uh, podcast yeah. group, aren't we now? <laughs> yes. All right. So if you want to join the podcast group on Facebook, it's free to join. Then all you need to do is search for So You Want to Be a Photographer podcast community on Facebook and request to join. If you'd like more information about Gina's Gold Community, which is an awesome, dynamic, fantastic community filled with incredible people uh, where, where Gina delivers regular tutorials to members only, uh, does special Lightroom presets to members only and has a regular monthly live mastermind where you can ask Gina all of your questions, you can get photo critiques done and um, uh, and that's also recorded in case you can't make it to the mastermind, then do check it out at ginamilitia.com and click on join the community. But this brings us to the end of this week's episode. Where do we find you online, Gina? So you can find me uh, at Gina Militia on Twitter and Instagram and Pinterest and YouTube, Val. So that's G-I-N-A-M-I-L-I-C-I-A. I'm also in the podcast Facebook group as well. What about you, Val? You can find me at Valerie Koo, that's K-H-O-O, on Twitter and Instagram. And, of course, I'm in the podcast community. Feel free to connect with me on Facebook as well. So thanks for listening, everyone, and we look forward to chatting to you again next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer. For more information, free resources, and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit ginamilitia.com.